Welcome to the Boldness Disability Current Affairs on the 15th of May. The Boldness Disability Current Affairs is about standing up for your human rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning individual to give them to you. On today's show, we are talking with Sean Avon Wass from Mojo Film Festival. We'll be talking with him very, very, very shortly First of all, we're going to kick off with a song called Another Day by Heidi Everett.
Well, thank you very much. That was Heidi Everett with another day. And right now in the studio, we have got Sean Avon Was, who is a peer tutor with Mojo Film Festival. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks, Raf. Thanks for having me, mate. Now, Sean, as a peer tutor with Mojo Film Festival, what is actually your role? I've tried to, I guess, assist people with editing. Um, I am back studying this year, so there's been a little bit of kind of struggle with getting times to match up and being able to attend everything. But um, I think last year I tried to get involved with uh, Skitsy and Mojo uh, Festival. I was actually studying my um, screen media diploma at RMIT last year. And I guess the beauty of this festival is that you don't have to have a lot of equipment. Basically, you can make a movie on your mobile phone and technology's come so far forward. So, yeah, just basically trying to use the skills that I've learnt and developed and sharing those with others. But uh, I found, you know, everyone's pretty switched on at Skitsy. Right. Sean, how did you hear about Mojo Film Festival? Uh, It was actually through my Irma worker. She found a pamphlet, and I just remember seeing a combi van painted all psychedelic colours, and, yeah, it was a lived experience film festival, and they thought that'd be something I'd be interested in, and, yeah, the rest is kind of history now. Now, Sean, let's have a little chat here. A lived experience mental health festival, what does that actually mean? Um, Well, for me personally, like, I am not a schizophrenic, which is what the festival was originally set up for, for Schizophrenia Awareness Week. And they've kind of expanded the um, criteria. So my mental illness is a lived experience of major depressive disorder, uh, CPTSD, and anxiety. And I've found uh, filmmaking to be incredibly therapeutic. It is. Now, Sean, is it among your many talents, is that you're also a peer support worker, I believe? I'm in the process of becoming that. I've been doing peer work for probably over 10 years. Um, I helped set up a group for injured workers, and I've gone back to school this year. I'm actually studying mental health and AOD. I've been involved in many uh, hearing voices groups, and peer groups. Now my horizons are kind of beginning to broaden out. They are, but like as someone who has been working as a peer support, as a volunteer, yep. now why is it important that people have a ch- opportunity to maybe tell their stories on film? Um, well, it's basically having a voice. Yeah, and that was probably the the main reason that I did my diploma at RMIT in screen media was to produce content mainly online about topics that no one else is talking about and mental illness, mental health. It's kind of been slipping under the radar for years and now it's becoming more mainstream. Well, it certainly is coming more mainstream. Is that There was a federal government announcement a few days ago about introducing mental health workers into primary and secondary schools. How would that actually tie in from 
promoting this with, let's say, Mojo Film Festival. Yeah, I saw that announcement. That was on yeah Daniel Andrews on his page. Uh, one worker per school, because I was doing the math, and in the statistics that they quoted, they're saying one in seven uh, high school students are affected by mental illness. So having one worker at a school, it's not going to be enough. But the fact that we we are starting to move forward, this is being acknowledged and beginning to be a, be addressed. Um, a lot more young people have you know, greater capabilities to make short films than some of my generation because these guys are so switched on with technology. I work on uh, a couple of television shows uh, at RMI TV and we had a guy in the studio last night. He's left school, he's 17, and the guy is a gun. Like, unbelievable skills, unbelievable talent. And, yeah, we're just growing up in a completely different world now. Well, Sean, that's exactly where I was going to go with this question. Because Mojo Film Festival is a film festival, young people being so switched on with the technology. Now, I would maybe one of the ways to approach this from Mojo Film Festival is about the theme is a hero's journey. Is possibly Daniel Andrews might like to throw some money at Mojo Film Festival at a way of getting lived experience into actual schools as opposed to actually just having a mental health worker who may just have a clinical idea of what actually happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the greatest healers is the arts. You know, um, it's, it's all good and well, you know, having that clinical model and, you know, we do need that at times, but it's not something that's really, it's not enough. You know, and creative expression and connection. Um, it's so important today. And I know, you know, Skitsy Inc., we're kind of in the process of becoming a registered charity. And, you know, got to give a shout out to Heidi Everett. She just never stops working. She's constantly applying for grants. She's trying to build this thing up. Um, it'd be great to have, you know, a Skitsy Inc. presence in the school programs. You know, running some creative workshops. Who knows? You know, the possibilities are there now. Yeah, I, look, I tend to agree with you. Is that one of the things that people really need to be aware of with Heidi Everett? That not only is she involved with as chairperson of the Mojo Film Festival, she was also one of the Australian representatives that went to the Arts Unlimited conference, funded by the British Arts Council. She has got a lot of credibility about what she does. The big thing which Heidi is actually involved with is about a message of love and peace and harmony about people with a mental illness, about breaking down the stigma. How do you think a films would actually break down stigma? Well, it creates conversation, you know, and the whole point of having the panel at the festival too, it's going to open the floor. And people are getting an opportunity to kind of get an inside view of people's stories. And sometimes it's hard to articulate what you want to say, but visually it can be done a lot easier. Well, it can. Is it, Sean, you've mentioned a panel. Is it, who is going to be on the panel, Sean? Well, we have uh, Darius Divas, or Divas, yeah, um, being films. The director of Head On, I haven't seen that yet. Um, Genevieve Bailey, 
director and producer, Happy Sad Man. And there's Ben Steele. He's an actor, writer, director and co-producer of The Show Must Go On. And I think I'm also sitting on the panel as well. Right. Well, is it, this is actually one of the things about Mojo Film Festival. Not only are the short films getting shown about lived experiences, that these are very big names that Heidi Everett has gone out, had a look around. Are they prepared to come in and talk about mental health and entertainment? And the cost of these tickets are $10 each. Is that, that is absolutely incredible value. Well, it's a bargain. You're going to get to see a lot of movies and you're also going to uh, have the opportunity to see the panel. Uh, yeah, $10. It's money well spent. Right, because, look, is that one of the things that I'm banging on a little bit about today is that in entertainment, it, suff- it actually has among the highest rates of mental illness of any industry. It's a hard industry, you know, it, it's especially if you're trying to make a living from it because you've got to be extremely lucky and well-connected. So most of us do this just out of pure love. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to think one day that you can p- potentially generate some kind of income and what normally happens when you're making money doing this stuff, you're putting it straight back into the projects anyway. So, yeah, it kind of reciprocates. To the next project. Yeah. Now, is that one of the things that people would be able to do when they're actually making films? Let's go behind the scenes a little bit. How does, is there any training that is, what kind of training is available by Mojo Film Festival to make films? Yeah, we had um, several workshops running uh, over the last three months or so. We had access to um, some editing suites at SAE. We've been given space at um, Writers Victoria, where we have our monthly meetings. Um, the oh, I've just had a blank. Arts Access Victoria, we've done a bit of work over there. So the amount of people involved in getting this festival off the ground is huge. You know, uh, we need to think of um, people like Vimiak who have helped us on our journey uh, with some financial support. Uh, the Skitsy Inc. Um, panel or committee, which you're actually a part of yourself. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's all about connection. You know, it's about bringing community together because, um, you know, the worst thing to suffer in this life is loneliness and isolation and suffering a mental illness it's very easy to kind of slip between the cracks and you know live a life that's very isolated and cut off this is about bringing us all together and speaking of bringing us all together let's take a couple of our community announcements and we'll be taking those right now my name is Ruby Susan Mountford. My pronouns are they. You're listening them. to 3CR Radical Radio, and that was Binday with Stella, Rosie, and Claudia on. Hello, I'm Liz Wright. Welcome to Are You Looking at Me and International Day for People with Disability. Today on the show, we meet Trish Maloney and Frank Orbenti, who are some of the artists. Did you miss our 12 hour special broadcast for International Day of People with a Disability? Radical Disabled programmers discuss the NDIS, Aboriginal rights, creativity, youth access, financial security, 
parenting, LGBTIQ, intersections and so much more. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2018 and listen back anytime. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities, discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month. Or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR. Funded by the City of Yarra. Now, welcome back to The Boldness on the 15th of May. My name is Rafael Caleb and I'm talking with Sean Awan Was from Mojo Film Festival. Now, we're talking about the community, we're talking about loneliness, we're talking about interconnecting with the community. Now, within the disability community, that quite often people with a disability, they are in positions where they might be subject to abuse, they might be subject to neglect. There's a Royal Commission that's going on. Now, you've actually spent a little bit of time across at the Royal Commission, I believe, talking with one of the commissioners. Yeah, I was uh, out at Dandenong for the public consultations and I was lucky enough to have Penny Armitage on my table. So I had direct connection to the chairperson of the Royal Commission. And, um, yeah, there were some pretty hot topics. Um, and I'm pretty confident that, you know, our voices are finally being being heard. And this is... It's an exciting time to kind of be in this sector uh, because we're seeing you know, some movement and some changes happening where it's been in a deadlock for years and years. And now the government have finally acknowledged the suffering that we go through in these systems. Now, hopefully, we're going to have some of it addressed. Right. Now, is that how this relates to Mojo Film Festival is that how is stigma actually portrayed, let's say, in media, for example, with a person with a mental illness? And how would Mojo Film Festival readdress breaking down that stigma? Um, yeah, well, I guess it, it's a very common theme in many, many movies. You know, the bad guy is usually the guy that has some kind of mental illness. Um, and... Yeah, even illness. I don't like using the term illness because it implies that there's something very, very wrong. And to me, it's not about being wrong. Uh, we're just different. And I think as we take a more public profile, the journeys that we get to experience through people's submissions to the festival, kind of bringing forward that inner world that nobody else is aware of. You know, we're quite often judged by the book cover. You know, and people aren't realising what's happening internally. And making short films, it's pretty much saved my life. You know, and now we have a platform where we can have them brought to to the public. Well, it's that one of the points that you made earlier, Sean, is that because films are a visual medium, now, from a Royal Commission point of view, personally, I would, if I was running a film festival, which I'm not, it's a hypothetical question, <laughs> I'd be inclined to say, well, if I've actually got these films, 
and if people were happy to sign release forms, it would be a very powerful way to convey a message about mental health to a Royal Commission to help them have more insight to where the disability abuse may go? Yeah. Um, I know with my style of filmmaking, I don't tend to have a lot of narrative. I literally try and tell a story just through what people are seeing and you know, having a decent soundtrack helps too. Right, well, let's actually have a quick lesson here. Because, Sean, is that you are a filmmaker at RMIT and there's quite a number of shows that you're actually involved in, like, for example, The Leak is one of them, RMIT is another one too, and you've actually got your own, oh, well, there's a company called Merlin's Keep. Yeah. I tend to think you might know a little bit about this question. What When people are making short films... What are the key three key elements to it? Um, it does vary project to project. Uh, mainly, is it's the idea. You know, it's the concept that you form and then you begin to feed it. You know, I've made uh, short films where I've started off with a soundtrack and then kind of worked out the sound of the film and then I've done the video after that, or. You know, like the film, one of the films I put in the festival is based around messages left on my answering machine, which is a weird concept. Um, but I felt the journey myself too was incredibly uh, therapeutic. You know, it was a very healing process. And each short film, it's like a child. You know, you kind of, you nurture it, you bring it up, but then you get to a point where you know, well, I'm done. You know, I, I really can't do any more for this and move on to the next project. Right. Is that, but like, for example, is that things like using a mobile phone is quite acceptable to make a short film with. Yeah. It's the same thing like making sure there's a high enough quality, which means adding an external mic into it. A simple story, like a short film is a short film. It's to keep it very, very, very simple. So from an a theme of a hero's journey, that might be picking out one aspect of a person's life about what they can look back and say, this is what the turning point really is. Yeah. um, When we came up with that theme for this year's festival, I kind of had in mind um, Ken Burns' style of documentary making. Uh, So he's done a lot of stuff around prohibition, civil war, a lot of social justice issues. And he would often talk about when he is creating something new, it's taking people on a journey. So you basically go through your suffering, you go through hell, and you take the audience there with you, but then you need that redeeming point. You need, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know this is one thing that Heidi was very key on, was that we don't want to kind of talk about all the negative stuff around mental illness. You know, we want to bring out some light and we want to bring the hero's journey into it where we go through that transition. We go through that dark period. We literally go through our own version of hell, but we come out the other side. And this is about, you know, creating inspiration. And today... You know, the quality of phones, like the cameras in uh, today's mobile phones, it's excellent. You know, you can make, and there are people that make movies, full movies, feature-length films using mobile phones. Uh, And you mentioned the sound. You know, the sound is important. 
you can make a film where the film itself may be a little bit dodgy and not quite right, but you can put up with that. But if you've got bad sound, people just switch off. It's almost impossible to watch anything with bad sound. Right. Well, is it based on the previous experience of the high-quality films of what Mojo Film Festival is putting, I'm going to relieve a little bit of ancient history here. The first Mojo Film Festival was in 2017. That was a complete sellout at Shop 48 at Heidelberg West Mall. In 2018, Mojo Film Festival was showing at Acme Cinemas at Federation Square. That was a complete sellout within 72 hours of the tickets going on sale. Acme Cinemas got onto Mojo Film Festival and asked, could they put on a second session? That was another complete sellout. I think it was in 48 hours. And whereabouts is Mojo Film Festival this year? This year we're at the Melbourne Town Hall, um, which that will be an interesting venue. I'm not sure where our ticket sales are at the moment. We've had, um, because you've got the Facebook group and you've got people saying they're going to attend, but that doesn't always necessarily translate into actual ticket sales. So you can get your tickets at Try Booking, Mojo Film Festival. Um, You can actually look us up on Facebook too, uh, Skitsy Inc., or uh, Mojo Film Festival. We have a presence online. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an exciting festival. Um, I'd like to thank all our past entries, and you know, I've seen some of the movies that we're going to be screening this year, and, yeah, it's starting to get exciting now. It is. It's that, that, sadly, that's about almost time. We're almost completely out of time, Sean. Now, how do people get in touch about with Skitsy Inc.? Yep, you can go to the Skitsy Inc. website, which is www.schizy.org. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking with Sean Avon Was, who is a peer tutor with Mojo Film Festival. Thank you very much for your time, Sean. No worries. Thank you, Raf. Much appreciated. Now, the Boldness Disability Current Affairs will be back on the 29th of May at 6 o'clock and we have got Radio Thong coming up on June the 15th. The number to call would be 94198377. Keep listening to Complete It by Lovely and remember, Bling Ong has already been. There is a fashion glam com- competition. Thank you very much for listening. See you Talk to you on the 29th of May. We're going up with a song, Excited by Beat Express. Watching the telly and play